this game. Many levels in this game. Many levels in this game. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to I See Things a Little Differently. Welcome to the final Wednesday of the year. Um, and we always do a wrap-up for both wrestling and uh, pop culture, comic books, you know, that type of stuff each year. It's been uh, our tradition the last two years, so this will be a third. Um, so, just a disclaimer. Um, one, if I haven't told you guys already, there's three shows this week. On New Year's Eve, I'm dropping the the top ten moments that I want to talk about with hip hop that I did not discuss. Um, that will end the, the us on the year. But um, this this is the disclaimer, not that. Sorry. Um, I didn't. The DC dropped four projects. I only watched one. Uh, I'm not gonna watch the other three. Um, I started Shazam. Maybe the first twelve minutes. I have no interest. And I'm a huge Zachary Levi fan. I just have no interest. Like, I feel like Disney and DC or Warner Brothers, they're just making movies. And it's like, you're wasting your own money. It's like, there's sometimes when I'm hung, when I'm not hungry, but I know I need to eat something. And so I go get something. I stopped doing this, by the way. But I would go get some, some food, and I wouldn't eat it. And you would think, oh, okay, let's just throw it in the refrigerator, right? Well, now, it's like, I'm not hungry at all. And now it's like turned me off. It's made me sick. So now I just throw it away. And the next day, do I like regret it? Yeah, I was a waste of money. You know, I could have saved it for the day, but I wasn't going to eat it the next day. You know, I get, when I get in, well, I've learned when I get in those zones, I actually keep ice cream like uh, in my um, freezer for those exact moments. When I, when, I, when, I'm, when I haven't really eaten a meal, and I know I need to eat something, but I know I'm not going to eat whatever it is. It could, and it's not even that it's, it's um, edible or something. I, wouldn't, I would definitely eat it more than likely. Just, I just, I'm not feeling it. Like, I can't force myself to eat, right? The point of that story, they can't force fans to eat. And Disney and Warner Brothers are learning this the last couple of years. And they're learning the hard way, you know, because here's my thing. This was the year of excuses, this was a year of pathetic, and this was a year of weak. And when I say weak, I don't mean the actors. I don't mind talking about the, Well, <laughs> studios show how weak and pathetic they are by making the actors and the writers both go on strike. Now, that strike's over, so good for everybody. Think about this. Just think about this year for a second. We started off with Ant-Man and, Quant- and Ant-Man, Ant-Man, oh, Quantumania, let's just say that. And the first weekend was strong, and then everyone said they hated it. I didn't hate it. The end was clearly a rewrite. I thought the ending was weak because it was clearly that bad of a rewrite. But I didn't think it was that bad, personally. But the drop-off was amazing. The fall-off was amazing. Then, we have Andy Muscati getting favors from all of his friends about how The Flash is going to change. Change movies for forever. Change cinema for forever. It didn't do that. We had changed on that movie, too. That one, And now, in fairness to that movie... Or that director, excuse me, he had a problematic lead that couldn't even promote the goddamn movie. But, then we get to Secret Invasion and the Marvels. Listen to my review of the Marvels. 
it's actually not a bad review. I'm pretty sure I'm in the point zero 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 one of people who did not destroy it. The worst thing I said about it was it was clearly rushed. There was moments in this thing where they could have expanded on things more, and they didn't because they rushed out, rushed it out. That's the most negative I said about it. Now I honestly didn't know at the time of that recording because this is how much I didn't care about that. I, I told John Nestor. I didn't want to see the movie. The only reason I actually went to see it is because once I heard about the post-credit scene, I saw the post-credit scene. I said, "These guys, they're doing anything. They're doing everything and anything and everything to save this fucking movie." I said, "I gotta see it. I gotta see, I gotta see why the internet's mad." And look here, it cost me all of five bucks to see the movie. So if five bucks is gonna affect me that much, I should not be spending the five dollars. Let's just be honest with that. But saw it and I was like, "Oh, this is actually." I still didn't ask for this. No one should have wanted this. But if you're being quite frank, I would have just I would me, even though Miss Marvel the first one was bad, I would much rather expand it on her lore, the second movie. And then yeah, you have her meet uh Miss Miss Marvel. You know, but Captain Marvel should have had her a, a part two. This was a, this was Superman all over with Henry Cavell. That's all this was. Anyways, but no one asked for the movie. Secret Invasion. I, I, let me tell you something. Listen to the archives, people. I was all in until four, I think until four episodes. And I said, oh boy, what are we doing here? Hope they stick the landing. Spoiler alert, that whole series as a whole is awful. And when I say we've had the year of pathetic, we've had directors, we've had Hollywood blaming the fans, blaming the fans. Stay classy, Hollywood. Stay classy. Blaming the mother bleeping fans for them not having successful films. Now I've been told that the Marvels is air quotes woke. The only thing I saw woke about that was that there were no males in there besides Samuel Jackson. But is that woke? I don't know what woke even means anymore because everyone has such a different definition of these things. So I'm the, I, I'm the wrong one to talk about with this. But I remember actually that conversation with Jonathan Esther. And he was like, he, he broke down what this definition of woke is and why people are so angry. Cool. I'm not too worried about that. I didn't think it was, look, look here. Captain Marvel, the first one was clearly that woman strong, men weak, hear me roar, right? That was clearly the the dynamic there, right? So that, it, that's what I mean. But here's the thing. Disney didn't read, Disney did not read the room at all. Disney did not read the room at all. I went, when I told you guys that story about the two people I went with, those were two women. Those were two women. They're making stuff for people who ain't going to support it. And then we look at it statistically. The opening weekend, these are statistics, these are these are numbers, these are facts. 68% of the viewership were men that went to go see the movie. And let me say something. I've never had a conversation with anyone where they're like, I, there's been some, some thirsty dudes, right, where they're like, I gotta go see this because Scarlett Johansson and this. I gotta go see this because this. I've never heard anyone say, "Look at Brie Larson. She's that's the thirst trap in my life." I think she's a very attractive woman, very attractive. Let me get that make that perfectly clear. I think the stuff I've seen her in before because she's an Oscar winner too, and the stuff I've seen her in before she's actually not a bad actress. Now, does she have certain views? Sure, I'm sure she has her reason for those views. I don't pay for movies to, 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 to do that. Though. I don't care. Like, see, I, I noticed being a wrestling fan, right? 
wrestlers, fan, wrestling fans always get mad when the wrestlers break character and they find out that they're Democrat or Republican. How can they do that? Wow, rich white person <laughs> has different views from you. Surprising. A rich black person has different views than you. Surprising, right? Like, that's not that's not a thing that, like, I stress about at night, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, I can care less about your views. If anything, I stay away from those interviews. Um, but those are clearly her views. And she has every right to have those views. But, like, she's not a bad Captain Marvel. And if you look at the Captain Marvel in the comic books, they're kind of similar, actually. Now, I don't mean look-wise. I mean personality-wise. Like this, why does she? Why does she need to smile more? When she smiles, she looks fake as fuck. The only time I saw a genuine smile from Brie Larson as Captain Marvel was when um, uh, Miss Marvel's hugging Photon, and she like puts her arm up to like, say, "Hey, you need to come in and bring this in." You saw a little grip, but that's just, dude. As I said before, that's just the heart of the film, Miss Marvel, and like that's just one of those things where it's just like, okay, like, she understood the the assignment, you know. But, um, I didn't see anything woke. It didn't bother me, right? And I, I would tell you if it bothered me. I just told you. Captain Marvel was that bullshit. But to blame the audience in those two instances, and I think that the, I, the director did too. Now, she, I didn't, now, let me be honest here. I didn't hear that interview. I saw a snippet in writing. So, I don't know if this was actually said by her. So, supposedly, she also blamed the audience for bad scores and not supporting the Marvel. So let me just say that was, a, a, from my perspective, allegedly, because I didn't even do my research because I don't care. I saw the interviews from the director of A Secret Invasion. I saw when he said, everything will be answered. And then I also saw when the motherfucker said, Marvel fans have too many expectations. The motherfucker, are you serious right now, Playboy? You're, you're serious. You're doing this. You're going to do this. Word. Cool. I hear ya. That was whack. And that was pathetic. And he's whack. And I hope I never watch anything of his again, even by accident. Because to blame the audience for a bad show, my man, what is we talking about right now? Like, you guys are the ones that rushed production on. You guys are the ones that did the reshoots. Like, to me, I'm very much forgiving of Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision. We know what they had to go through. We understand what they had to go through, all the reshoots and everything that they had going on. I understand that 100%. They were still good to decent shows, though. I think they're both good shows. This was a bad show. This was just bad. And I don't even know when they did the reshoots. It doesn't matter. Those reshoots were whack-a-mundo. Are you kidding me right now? But to blame the fans and the audience they with two expectations? Oh, I'm sorry. We're just the ones that buy the merchandise and buy the tickets and buy... Go with, hey, you have to see this experience in... Uh, uh, what's it called? Fucking 3D. Have to see his experience in IMAX. Sure, spend thirty dollars on a fucking ticket on top of everything else to have the cinema experience. Air quotes and do air quotes. You can see me do air quotes. And I'm a creator. I can say this. So, because I, I find it hilarious when you don't support a talent in that time, and then three, four years later, that was a bad show. I, I'm, I'm surprised that people that went to go see it wanted to go see it. But in that moment, you're a die. Man, fuck off, dude. I, I never will do that to my fans ever. I will never do that. Period. I remember one time I was doing, I was on an interview with somebody, I don't remember, it was some, some, some podcast, and he was like, when you do bad stuff, I said, no, if I put, if, I, if it's bad, I, I meant, hey, this, I don't like this because of this reason. There's only a lie, people gonna hear it, people gonna see it. Like, the, the short film, one of the short films I made was called Late Justice, based off my comic book, right? It's very low budget, and, I, and it was my first time directing. 
and I was literally doing everything. I was directing. I was editing. I was fucking um, a cinematographer. I was everything on that fucking film, you know, because I had to do it. You know, I'm like, yeah. Some people might say it's bad. I think it's low budget. I've never heard. No one's ever told me it's bad. People have been like, no, it's very low budget. But look, it's, it's for what it is, it's dope. You know, whatever. You know, but be honest. Don't shit on people spending money because people will stop. Let me tell you something right now. Here's where the difference is in today's culture than it was 20 years ago. People, people will protest, not just online. Yeah, we all know people who send their displeasure in a tweet, right? People, people protest with their fucking wallets. Oh, cool. You know what? There's this event going on where I can just go get drunk for ten bucks. Let me go do that. Oh, let me go. There's, there's this dive bar where everybody hooks up with everybody. Let me just go there. That's a lot more entertaining than this fucking show or film. So to blame the fans, yeah, man, that's that's you're classy. Stay classy. We have too many expectations. What the fuck? When I heard that shit, I said, my dude, what? You serious right now, Playboy? Okay. Now I just left it alone. But, yeah, this this has been a year of just excuses. Especially when you have Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which James Gunn clearly, clearly, clearly had all to himself. I, there was This was all about the ending of those particular characters. 100%. This was a James Gunn film, 100%. And look what he did. Look what he did. Fantastic. Loki. Fantastic. We're going to get to that in a second. I have some thoughts on that, though. Gen V. Fantastic. And yet, no. But no one supported those films. Dude, Guardians of the Galaxy made $900 million. $900 million. They made a profit. But okay. Loki. 13 million viewers. Each episode. So anyways, we're just going to get to ranking DC's easy because as I said I'm not watching three of the four so the Flash obviously the Flash to me I still enjoy, I can say I enjoyed Ezra Miller's portrayal of Barry Allen I enjoyed seeing Michael Keaton that's probably the last time we're going to see Michael Keaton as Batman I thought Sasha Kylan if I mispronounced her last name I apologize uh, I thought she did a great job as Superwoman I thought she looked badass um, I, I hope to see more of her but I don't know if that's part of James Gunn's plan um but DC is pretty easy because that's I'm only seeing one thing, and I'm not gonna bash the Flash for it as we, that, you guys got plenty of videos to see that on. So this is obviously my ranking for what I enjoy for the year. Now Marvel, that's a different ball game. So we had, I believe, seven new projects from them this year. I'm not gonna watch What If as I did not finish the first one as it just didn't do it for me. It wasn't my thing, um, and that's okay. You know, not everything has to be for me. It's <laughs> that's fine. Um, but I'm not going to watch it, just being honest. Um, Echo does not re re come up till next year. Uh, I believe January 10th. I believe every episode uh, comes out the same day. Um, and what if the way they did was actually pretty unique was uh, they dropped all nine episodes for nine days or 12 days of Christmas or whatever that, that promotion was. Um, so well, the ones I ranked were Guardians of the Galaxy, Loki, Ant-Man, the Marvels, and Secret Invasion. Just take that order and then reverse. <laughs> uh, Secret Invasion by far was the worst product that Marvel... I don't think it's too strong to say it's the worst product Marvel's put out under the MCU banner. Because um, I've thought a lot about this. To me, Thor The Dark World was not a strong entry. I didn't think it was bad, though, as far as just a throwaway film. Like, to me, I could always sit down and watch The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton in it. Because there's some redeeming qualities in it. You know, I think Betty Ross is excellent. I think Edward Norton has 
Bruce Banner is pretty dope as well. And I, I think it's a good overall um, representation of a throwaway film. And when I say throwaway film, I don't mean throwaway like, hey, get this mother bleeper out here. I mean it's like, hey, like this is this could just be a one-off, you know, uh, just quick to the point, whatever, right? Um, so teach its own on that one. I know a lot of people didn't like the first door as well. They feel like once uh, it went to Earth and left uh, Asgard, it lost something. I don't think the fans were ready for just intergalactic stuff at the time, like all the time, you know. Um, but Secret Invasion, I think, is the worst. From my, in my opinion, is the worst. Now I think I know the worst that I just, just. It's one thing if it was slow and it built to something. It built to nothing. Um, the reveals that they had weren't actually revealed like legitimately all you had was Everett Ross saying hey how long have you been here to to Rhodey no answer Rhodey cl- clearly can't walk so he's still injured so he's legitimately still injured from the, the the crash um and it just and overall the big bad fight it just made someone it made two super scrolls one more powerful than the other and and one that's now gonna be just going away somewhere in MCU and who knows what it's gonna do with them. It keeps Nick Fury around. I thought Nick Fury had his best uh uh content in this as far as like uh him his his deposition, his his words, like his wordplay, the scripts. But this did nothing for me. Um it also doesn't help the fact that uh the director's just a jerk. But, um, yeah, this was the worst uh, of the bunch this year, and this was by far the worst ever. Up next, the Marvels. Look here. If you don't, if you didn't like the agenda, I understand it. There was definitely some seeds of goodness in here, and it's unfortunate that we only got seeds and not the full uh, uh, flower to bloom, uh, if, that's the, uh, if that makes sense to you, you know. Um, as I said before, check the archive. Miss Marvel is the heart of it. Uh, I kind of wish Photon and, Ms. and Captain Marvel, excuse me, had more of a time to come back together after so many years apart and so many uh, things that could have been said as they could have uh, not just run through everything. Um, but that, we got we got what we got, you know. No one asked for this film, you know, and, and no one wanted to go see the film. So there you go. Number three, Ant-Man. Uh, Ant-Man, to me, I still said I enjoyed it. It was clear as day what the rewrites were. And um, I understand that sometimes things happen. You have to change course. Um, I think Jonathan Majors as Kang has been... I know some people have felt like he has not been good. I feel like Jonathan Majors as Kang, Victor Timely, he who remains has been excellent. Excellent. And... Um, it seems like that where they're going is now to doom. Now, and, and it seems like it's more because of the personal issues, uh, alleged issues of uh, Jonathan Majors. But overall, look here, I enjoyed it. I could watch it again, you know. Um, it's just clear the rewrites. This is one of the times where the rewrites, they could not hide the rewrites. They just couldn't. And, and whoever edited it, Clearly didn't have enough time to edit all of it. Uh, and number two, there's no number two. It's it's one A and one A, and that's Guardians of the Galaxy and Loki. So we're gonna start with Loki. Um, I thought it was excellent. They, they, they this was the to me this was 
the magna opus of television for for Marvel for this year, and also it reminds me of season five of Twenty Four. Yes, we are gonna get you guys are gonna get that retrospective. It's just so much going on in the present. I want to wait till a down period, and I'll drop those episodes. Uh, so that way, because that's that's gonna be a two month plus venture of Wednesday shows. I'm, I'm doing a season by season. So uh, and no, I'm not. Someone asked me. I have to say this. Someone asked me. You should just add a third day, a third day of podcasting. Do you know how much of a daunting task two days is or one day a week is? Motherfucker, are you serious? And I don't charge you guys for sh- like a lot of shit. Get the fuck out of here. I just like this dude saying this in my face too. I looked at him like what? Um, but he had a good idea. So you should put it on Patreon. I might do that. We'll see. As we go into the new year, there's some things we should we could we can do. Um, but um. I, I thought this was excellent. There was not, actually it reminds me of twenty four season five where there wasn't as soon as you thought one thing was over, it led to another thing and another thing and another thing. And it just was so hard to catch your breath. You're like, What's next? I need it and like every episode I, I, I said this before. I thought episode five would be the filler episode. No, it was great. And you're constantly like, Okay. And then the way it ended was uh if you look at Loki's character arcs, both Lokis. The Loki in the proper timeline, the sacred timeline, he died once he became a good guy, right? And this Loki kept fighting until he finally became the good guy and won. Um, Jonathan Majors did once again, like whether you liked his portrayal of Victor Timely or not, it was great because then it led us to see he who remains one more time and to see that conversation, which was. One of the best conversations in, in once again MCU history, as far as just script-wise and acting-wise, and seeing the battle of wits between two uh, uh, tricksters uh, was pretty pretty dang on cool. Um, so yeah, this was the perfect season. It really was. If there's no season three, I think it's best that way because I think it will just ruin it. Honestly, I do. Also, I think Tom Hilson's journey as Loki's over, like full time. I think we're gonna see him again. I think it's gonna be a one off though. I do. I think it's gonna be a one off, and I think that's gonna be it for him. I don't think he's gonna be in the MCU very much uh, anymore, if at all. You know, he may not be in it at all. Depends on his contract. I'm sure his contract's already up. You know, but we'll see. And finally, Guardians of the Galaxy. This was the perfect way to end a trilogy. So some people said the first one was good, second one was all right. This one was everything. It was about the culmination of this journey for the, these Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, closure for every character. Um, whether you still have questions whether it's about Drax's family um, or uh, Adam Warlock and him acting like a baby because he is a baby. Uh, no matter what you think, this was just... I don't know, I think it was perfect in every way. I actually think it's a 10 out of 10 film. Personally, and to, to to really, I never thought of Rocket the Raccoon as the uh, main character in these. I always thought of Peter Quill like everyone else, and to see that Rocket was definitely the heart. I think that was fair. I think I've always thought that, um, but I didn't think of him as the main character as well. Usually, the main character is different from the heart of the film. You no, know, like to me, like Batman. Is the is is the main character in Justice League uh, Snyder Cut? 
but Ray Fisher's cyborg is the heart. You know, it's, it's, there's a difference. You know, um, so something needs to bring everything together. And so, um, this this journey that we went on with these characters, whether you liked the ending or not, or you felt like Quill should have had Gamora, whatever you feel, I think they all got the best uh, send off possible. And they had a hell of a villain to go out with. That that was a great villain to have. Someone who's just clearly insane. Um, and, like, that was just... Uh, I, I was spectacular. I couldn't choose between the two, because one, one essentially was, like, a, was a movie, and another one was, like, a mini-movie, but broken down in six episodes. And they were so different, but they had, they, they fit the same way. It's all about friends and family. Which is, if you think about it, sometimes that's what life just boils down to. Having a healthy circle around you that you care about and they care about you. Um, I, and I, I want to say this before I sign off uh, for the final Wednesday show of the year. I do hope as we go into next year that we get more clarity from James Gunn and Peter Safran about the future of DCEU. Because even though I'm a fan of all comic books, there are some diehard DC fans that listen to this podcast. And they constantly ask me, what do you think? I, I tend to not try to be negative on this podcast, which is why when I went on that rant about <laughs> Secret Invasion, I actually listen back to that rant. I don't usually listen back to the shows unless I'm editing them, right? And and I remember vividly saying, damn, I went too hard. and But I don't regret it. It's just like, but that's why when it came to the Marvels, I was kind of like, let me just take a calm approach about it. Now, if that thing was true about us not being grateful, and we need, if I would have heard that, yeah, I would have been all hands. I would have been... <laughs> that would have been gloves off but no look we all need to find our own way and as we're finding our own way um as we're finding our own way and when i say this i say this in the career as we're finding our own way it can lead to some great things and i do believe peter saffron and james gonna have a plan i do believe they were stuck with a lot of projects wb made a lot of promises and this is something that they just had to swallow when they took the jobs. They took the they took the big chairs, but this is this is a part of taking the big chair. When you're the boss, there's some things that you have to oversee that you didn't have. Like it's the same thing with sporting. Sometimes you might get hired as a general manager of a football team, and you have a coach you did not hire and you don't believe in, but you promised the the owner, I'm gonna work with this coach for a little bit, and we'll come. To, we'll see if we can work together. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. You know. Um, so, I think that's where they're at. I do believe it will get better for DC. I definitely believe it will get better for Marvel as well. Um, as we go into because next year all we have on the slate is Deadpool three, because uh, Captain America: The Brave New World apparently filmed enough and it did test screenings and it bombed. Apparently it was um, too deep or whatever. I don't know what that means when people say stuff like that. Because at that point it sounds like you're saying it's too smart for people. I, I think that's ridiculous. Um, but. Um, I'm sure we'll find more about uh, more out about that, but as of right now, we only have Deadpool three on the calendar for next year. Marvel might need Marvel might need that though, you know. Marvel might need that little breather to then say, "Hey, you're gonna miss us," and then when they come back stronger than ever. So, um, I believe it's gonna get better for both parties, and we're, we're gonna have better content. But also, just let me say this, and then I'll sign off. This is why independent creators will always be important to the status quo because independent creators can do their own thing. It's about you guys and me supporting those independent creators as well. I'm an independent creator too, and you guys support me all the time. Whether it's comic books, whether it's music, whether it's this, 
Um, and I'm super grateful. Um, you know, it's one of those things where we just have to keep doing things like that. That's your Wednesday show for for the year. I hope you enjoyed. I am the Silicon Chemical. Thank you for the growth on this effing channel. It's been super tight. We still have next week. We're going to finish up our review of Gen V. After that, we're going to go into our Invincible review. Then after that, I believe we're going into our retrospective of 24. So there you go. I'm the Silicon Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently.